Welcome to Wake the Bear Radio with your host, Brandon Johnson, Chris Hurst, and Ron Powers. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, yes, yes. Week 59. And we're all together. We are all in the same house tonight. The bear is awake and alive tonight. That's right. Today was kind of an interesting day. A little rain. Hadn't had that in a while. And, nice uh, to have some rain. a candy bar today. So I don't <laughs> normally eat candy, but it was laying around the office, you know, mm, yes. last night, right? All Hallow's Eve, Halloween. Lots of candy floating around. Yeah. Yes, this is it's so. the beginning of that season yeah. <laughs> where you tend to partake what there happens to be little snacks around the house. Laying around. Yeah. College, yeah. college, we call that the freshman 15. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> So all, all Hallow's Eve, uh, Halloween. Yeah, the history of that. I mean, yeah. I mean, people. I mean, the modern tradition of putting on ma- masks and running around uh, like people do is new. Uh, that that's only like the last hundred years. That's kind of it was actually birthed out of like a lot of it was birthed out of the um, American version need. of Sam Hain. Yeah, well, that goes back to yeah. them. But I'm talking about like the modern version of what, what people all dressing up and doing it as it, it was uh, the production of. Um, commercialism in America. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I can see every holiday's been uh, overrun with that. Over-commercialized. You know? yeah. Hallmark holidays, yeah. yeah. That's it. But it was Reformation Day, wasn't it? Yes, yes, Reformation Day. On the 31st. Yep, 31st. That's the night. So the day before All Saints Day. So um, that is the special day when Dr. or excuse me, Martin Luther King, Martin Luther, not King, <laughs> went and nailed the 95 Thesis to the Wittenberg door in Germany and said, these are the 95 things that need to change at the church. And uh, he meant to have an academic discussion. And uh, the Catholic Church says, you're out. We're kicking you out. That's right. They said they excommunicated him. And then I think he said, well, I excommunicate you <laughs> to the Pope. <laughs> well, Cancel culture. And the, it was the, way back then. Well, and the key, you know, um, he went down as one of the great resistors to tyranny. I mean, uh, Martin oh, Luther yeah. is, was a massive resistor to tyranny. And he called him out on stuff that was wicked. I mean, indulgences, um, the things that the church was doing that were that were purely wicked and he came to a revelation of freedom in Christ. He came to a revelation that you're, you're saved by faith alone in Christ alone, not by works. And the Catholic Church did not like that because they controlled people with works. I always liked him. I just liked the things he would say. It would just crack me up. He'd be like, if there is a hell... Surely Rome is built right on top of it. (laughs) I mean, he just would offend. But, you know, he was a truth teller. I mean, he was not a timid uh, type of guy. He was just bold. Well, he brought the power back to the people. I mean, he he brought it back to the common person. He would say things like, um, the Bible in the hands of a common man is better than a pope without one. Mm -hmm. Right? And he he dethroned popes and kings and said, God is alone king. And we're all to follow God, not not kings and popes. And so, so it was a major movement that we we are benefiting from today. Major influence. I took a U.S. history at San Jose State years ago, and we spent like two weeks on the Reformation because that's how much of an influence on the creation of this country. So it was really interesting. Well, and the Reformation didn't wouldn't have gone forward. And this is really key. I was just reading this today, except for a little town in Germany called Matterberg. And they came up with the doctrine of lesser magistrates, the mm. doctrine of that the lesser magistrates should resist the tyranny of the higher magistrates. And, that, and they came up with this doctrine. It's a Christian doctrine. And they basically, what happened was Rome, um, Char- King Charles V said, no, we want you to go back to acknowledging the Pope, go back to the sacraments, go back to um, you know, renounce faith, um, faith alone is the what gets brings salvation it was basically they wanted all the lutherans to go back and after um after um martin luther had died they wanted him to go back to what everything that he had said throw it out and 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 except he they said well we'll let you we'll let your priests marry so and and all of the lutheran churches were going to go for it except for this little town called magdeburg that said no we will resist we will not go back and they held the line and they were sieged by king charles v and they, the King Charles had like 500 people were killed during that siege, and the, but like 4,000 were killed uh, of, the, of, the, of, the, of the king's men were killed. And they, they fought back. And then four months after that, um, King Charles let them have their own belief system. Wow. Sometimes you got to stand and fight. Yeah. Yeah, we, we don't know through history how many people have died because of their faith. They have stood on the principles... Um, of the, their faith, and they have, they've died because they, they weren't going to back down. 
So it was uh, a Martyr's Day, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, and then the next day, of course, is yeah. All Saints Day, which honors... The martyrs, Christian martyrs, and, and people that have died and gone to heaven is what they say. It's the celebration of... It celebrates the the great cloud of witnesses. Which yeah, we Hebrews about. 12. Yeah. And the great cloud of witnesses that's cheering us on. I mean, that's something to be thinking about, okay? That those who have gone forth before us in Christ are cheering us on saying, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, we're part of a bigger story, aren't we? Yes. And, and uh, we have a legacy, and those that have gone before us, they handed a baton to us, and so we are running our 60, 70, 80 years, whatever God gives us, and we need to run it with endurance, and we need to run it in order to give the baton to the next generation. Yeah, right. we, we are the church militant. And, we, and when we talk about fighting back then, the way we fight now is with our voting. And it happens to be a week away. Wow. We have a chance to fight and fight evil by voting. By voting. Not by guns and muskets and, and that, but by voting. Well, and you know, um, Sean Foyt, you know, the, he was the one that went around to 86 um, cities during the, um, during the lockdowns and just did worship services. He's calling uh, seven days of prayer tonight, uh, today, starting today, calling intercessors. So you can go to his website on um, Let Us Worship. And sign up to be an intercessor. I'm doing it, and then him. I'm doing his daily devotion, and then I'm just praying for the elections that God would expose darkness. And he did a great um, devotion today on out of Daniel two two two, to Daniel two twenty two. Uh, it was great. So check out Sean Foyt. Yeah, get in the fight. Number one, pray. Number yeah. two, speak out. Number three, vote. Don't abnegate your responsibility, Christians. You've been handed a power to vote, and if you don't do it, you're you're abnegating your duty. Yeah, and number four, I would say serve a candidate who needs your help because nobody can get into office on their own, can they? They they need to to have you get some signatures. They need you to walk for them. They need they need finances, and obviously they need your vote. You know, my mom just the other day was saying she went to three hundred houses. She's canvassing door to door. Come on, your mom must be really fit. She is, and she said, I got my Fitbit, and I got all my, this is my steps in this week for sure, you know, so I'm like, well, that's awesome. Good job, But uh, Yeah, I know. I'm so proud of her. It's like, wow, I need to get out there. You know, there's a lot of wins going on right now. We're, yeah. we're having a lot of wins, and, we, and we're going to be talking tonight about different candidates that we encourage, want to encourage you to vote. In fact, uh, Chris has got her list, and we're going to talk about, you know, get out there and vote for the conservative candidates that love the Lord, love family, love traditional values, love the Constitution, you know, and are willing to stand for it. Absolutely. Stand for life. Um, but so there's a lot of great things going on, but it also feels like there's a like, okay, a lot at stake right now, right? Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, I just Yeah, kinda, I can feel the tension. Can you feel the tension? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's all over Twitter. And of course, everybody's mad about Twitter being bought by Elon Musk. So, <laughs> but there's also things like a sense of like, okay, I keep hearing rumors of false flags, rumors of war, you know, just ways to disrupt and distract people from what matters, you know? Yeah, I mean, they've had a lot of military exercises uh, all over the world. I mean, you know, Korea is lately, um, you know, Ukraine, of course. Now they're having uh, U.S. troops on, on the ground over in Ukraine. In Ukraine. They want to inspect to see if any dirty bombs, which, you know, that to me right there, they're like, what are they going to do, come out with a gagger counter and a handful of uh, uranium and spread it out and say, oh, look, it's right here. I don't know. I don't want to assume that, yeah. but that could happen. Yeah, well, know? boots on the ground. I don't. I didn't know any of us voted for that, to put yeah. boots, our men and women, in harm's way in Ukraine. Not even a NATO country. No. They're going to fast track that. I'm, you know, or I'm at least not they're excited trying to. about that at all. Yeah, it just uh, seems like there's a march. And it was interesting because people are waking up. I mean, even Barack Obama, who never gets heckled, you know, this week he got heckled. Did he? They're saying, you are marching us to war with this Ukraine stuff. Stop pushing war. Stop pushing war. And he just kept on talking and they had to kick the guy out. And, and, wow. and uh, you know, Barry lost his cool. Yeah. He got all like flustered and ups, you know, frustrated, which you never see that happen. So it was, it was an interesting clip. Well, we need to pray for, I want to watch that clip, but we need to pray for peace. We need, we, that, we got to, I mean, that march for war, I just can't believe it that there were, we're in this place where we're at right now. Yeah. We're talking about thermonuclear yeah. war, the possibility. I mean, that's good. Yeah, and we do, obviously, the, the American troops, they are on the ground in uh, Ukraine. And, and although um, you said that it was a uh, weapons inspection is, yes. is what I heard about, not just the, the dirty bomb, but I heard that it was uh, accountability that, that Biden actually sent them there because the Republicans said, hey, hey, uh, 
we want to know where the money is going. Yeah. Show us the money. Show Where's the, the Pentagon money. weapons systems, you know, that you said you sent to Ukraine, the billions of dollars. We want to see that there actually are weapons. And then the troops are told they're not supposed to be anywhere near the, the front lines. Good. Uh, so at least hopefully there won't be any uh, provocation of our, our troops and our, our men and women. Yeah. yeah, but just putting him close at all, I mean, could be could, could become a false flag. You know, I'm just kind of, you know, I'm concerned about that. I mean, if you look, go back and look at most of the wars, there's a false flag that happens to get us into it's a true. war. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Pearl Harbor, they had some stuff. Adolf Hitler did a couple things, you know, uh, with Poland and things like that. 9-11. It triggered a lot of people. Yeah, yeah provocation is usually you poke the bear enough and the, the bear's going to fight back. Fight back, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, well, you know, um, Trump, Donald Trump had retruthed something, uh, I think either today or yesterday. A bunch. About, yeah, a bunch of things. But one of them that stood out to me was the supply chain thing. You know, yeah. I haven't heard a whole lot about it lately, but when he retruthed that, it was just really um, concerning, especially after reading uh, Praying Medic. You know, he had this uh, dream and, uh, you know, he's been having dreams about what, what could be happening. And he wrote his prediction and it sounded just like what Trump just retruthed. Uh, and basically what it was is, you know, Trump's saying, hey, we have about 25 days left of diesel in this country. Right. Uh, no diesel, no products. Yeah, no products get shipped. And, and no uh, food. And that, yeah, and that, so what happens is, is you can't ship food and we're already tapped into our um, ex excess amounts. And so what happens is, is the shelves start to empty. And once they start to empty even a little bit, it creates a, a you know, a run panic. on the shelves. Yeah, mm -hmm. we saw that with the toilet, toilet paper. paper. Yeah, <laughs> right? toilet paper apocalypse. Yes. Oh my you know, God. It's gone. Yes, somehow that COVID virus just. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they even they they're related, but and, and the fertilizer for the the diesel. I mean, it, it really is. It's a two year. We're just beginning to see um, the results of the the oil industry being shut down in our nation and the the pipelines domestically and the the drilling that's been stopped right now. There are 350 um, oil, um, their requests on Gavin Newsom's desk for, for fresh oil, oil wells to be um, drilled wow. and he will not sign them. Yeah, and the think? refineries too what are closing. What do you think the point of that is? To not get, to not produce oil. When our country is run, it runs on oil. I mean, right now, 1% of the vehicles on the road are, are electric. And the other, like, what, a month and a half ago, they said, don't charge your car. Like, yeah. what happens if, I mean, what's the point of that? Mm -hmm. it, to me, it feels like it's, because what it'll do is it'll cause a panic. It'll cause control. The government has to step in now. And it's, you know, it's not, I don't think it's a good thing. No, I don't, I don't either. Well, they've got to stick with the agenda of climate warming and severe weather problems and all the things that are part of the narrative that they don't want to change. You know, even to do a, a, an emergency uh, relief so that this winter we had some pipelines open, I wonder how fast they could actually get things going. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. But, you know, you couple that with the other thing with the supply chain, which is the rail possible rail strike by November 19th. So if you got 25 days left of diesel and possibly November 19th would be when you have this strike for the railroads, then you have really no way of getting your goods uh, anywhere. And so, and that's, that's based on basically, you know, hey, they want an increase. And in September, they had this issue, this standoff. Right. And they, you know, the White House uh, administration, they had said it was a major victory, but really looking at it and analyzing it, they kicked the can down the road and it just came back. And so now it's November. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. yeah well, and I think the bottom line is don't panic, but be ready. Yeah. I mean, we, we need to read the Always handwriting on the, on the walls. So you, you don't have to go and and hoard. We don't want to be hoarding because we do have a God who supplies all our needs. But right. but yeah. we want to be wise and we want to be ready to be um, maybe possibly there will be some food shortages this winter um, and maybe the power will be out. So have some good blankets and some good Candles, books to read in case the... Uh, the power goes out and, the, you know, the internet goes out. You can do good old-fashioned story time with your family. <laughs> what about even giving to those that are in need during that time? Yeah. I, I believe that I'd God be sees ready. that more than anything. It, during any other time, you know, when it's yeah. comfortable, it's easy. But when it's like it's shortage and you have extra and then you give, 
it means a lot. And there will yeah. be some people that are going to be without really quick because they don't have anything to begin with. Right, and that's the kind of things I tell my wife. I say, let's, let's, have, let's have enough to feed our family for like two months and then have another month just to feed other people in our church and our church family, you know, to be ready to care for other people. That's, yeah. that's the call. It's not just us. It's say, how do we care for our neighbor, you know? Thank God for beans and pasta. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it's stores. Well, yeah, okay. when I was in Africa, one of the things that uh, a little boy was, a I was asking, what would you like to eat if you could eat anything in the world? And he goes, rice. I love rice. I love rice. Wow. And it was just so sweet. So, I mean, that's really the diet of most of the world is beans and rice. Yeah. Thank God for that. Anything? Anything else? Well, uh, I mean, I just, it just came out this week that the PayPal policy of $2,500 to being subtracted from your account if you use misinformation, it turns out they traced it back to a contractor in Beijing, China that actually wrote it. Oh, interesting. But it went on their website, and there's parts of it are still on the website, so I don't understand. They're saying, oh, you know, it didn't, we didn't mean that. So, yeah. I mean, this is just a little glimpse to what would happen if there was a central bank digital currency. Yeah, you know, I try never to use up. PayPal when I have that choice. You know, they give you a couple choices, right? You can pay by credit card, PayPal. I'm like, I'll just do credit card. You know, yeah. just, I don't want to. Well, I go by businesses that say we're cashless, and I say, okay, well, you're, you're Brandonless because <laughs> I'm not going in there if you won't take cash because I want to see yeah. that continue. I don't oh. want to go straight, you know, war on cash, so. Well, let's go, Brandon. That's yeah, what they're going to say. That's going to say, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, just in our home territory in San Francisco, you know, the, the big attack on uh, Paul Pelosi, that was kind of a big... Okay, that's a big deal. That was crazy. Crazy. The, every day it gets crazier. Yeah, well, I don't know if you've been reading. Have you been reading all the uh, oh, yeah. all the contradictory yeah, things? The, the, the story, the official story makes no sense whatsoever. So start us off with the official story. Well, the official story is that he, the guy broke in and then and then it was very interesting. You know, he broke in and he was that he was attacking him with a hammer and then the police came in and they, they let the police in. But then they talked with it. It doesn't, it, there's no logic to how it actually played out. And then which is really interesting is the next day, two websites went up that were, that were um, accredited to this guy that were fake websites. Yeah. And then they were taken down the next day after that. So, and they were, they were, they tried to paint him as a MAGA, right? Yeah. And he's a total liberal, like, and, and he's, you know, he's, you know, he's crazy. I mean, he's. Yeah, uh, yeah David David DePape was, yeah. was his name and evidently was uh, an illegal alien from Canada, Canada. who was uh, yeah. way past his um, permission <laughs> to stay here and uh, the, I I saw a citizen journalist went and interviewed the neighbors where he where he lives and they said that he was pretty much um, had a problem with with the uh, reality that he was often in a drug-induced psychosis and that uh, he was not a, um, a right-winged Trump lover at all, that he, he had a, a rather left-winged um, ideology. And so it was an interesting, just to, to hear what the neighbors had to say about them, they said, oh, he's always calling the police on us and, and saying that we are trying to hurt him or that he's, we're conspiring against him. So he, he sounded like he had some issues. How he, he ended up, he didn't have his car at the Pelosi residence, um, and he, he didn't seem to have his pants at the Pelosi <laughs> yeah. residence Honey, either. My parents? Yeah. So it, it's a very strange story. Yeah, I think they had to reach, Fox had to retract the story about they found both of them in their underwear. And it's like, that's really interesting. Mm. You know, I mean, so I was listening to Red Pill 78. And he was a friend, right? We were told that he was a friend, right? Yeah. You, actually, or you got, yeah, okay, you got that clip, right? I do. Mr. Actually. Producer, put on the clip. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, so basically, the official story was this guy broke in, but then. You know, Paul is saying, Paul Pelosi is saying, he's a friend and, well, anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's just a short little... This uh, is the, the police report. Police, uh, yeah, just the police thing. So let, let me get to it here. Here we go. Let's see. It should be playing. It's not playing. Well, oh, well, well, one of the things before we enter, I mean, it's, it's funny, it's, it's comical, the fact that they, they think that we believe these stories and they keep changing mm -hmm. the story. Now, if, if he was really actually injured, then we need to pray for Paul Pelosi. Mm -hmm. Like, he's a, he's a human being. We, you know, I don't care if he's, if, you know, he's the most extreme opposite of me politically. 
he's, a, he's made in the image and likeness of God. And so we need to pray for him, you know, for his healing, for his protection. Yeah, we don't take joy in that. We don't take joy all. in that. But what's, what, what's we're laughing about is that they, they think that we are dumb enough to believe a yeah, story that keeps changing over and over again. Yeah, I like Rand Paul's response to it. You know, he says, unlike Nancy Pelosi's daughter who made fun of my assault when I got assaulted, mm -hmm. I think uh, I renounce it and it's wrong. And yeah. I, I pray that he, he you know, gets well. Yeah. Anyway, I think it'll uh, go up now, so let me play it here. Yeah. Here we go. Northern Four Power Pay Priority 910-2640 Broadway, cross of Scott and Normandy. Hey, 14, I copy. RP stated that there's a male in the home and that he's going to wait for his wife. RP stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he is a friend. RP... So you don't know who he is, but he's a friend. And then named David. <laughs> so, so yeah, it, it, I mean, there right there is just really some interesting things. And then, you know, Red Pill was talking about it. And, it, you know, you could see the MSNBC report from a helicopter, and they zoom in on the broken window, and it looks like the glass is all broken out. So yeah, it's, it's like, all broken okay, out. How do you break it from the outside? And then if, if he broke in... The, the the hole's too small in the window, so he had to open the door. Right. Well, how come the police couldn't get in? They couldn't get in. I mean, could they could reach through the hole, or the door would be open. Well, in, in the where it's broken, you can't even reach over to even get to the handle. It's like way over. Like is that what? It, okay. Yeah. So it's it, the whole thing's weird. And then yeah. it's like they uh, they the report is that the police saw the door, or the, somebody opened the door, somebody. And when they looked through the door, they saw these two wrestling with this hammer in their their hand, and, and then he starts bashing, you know, Paul's head in with the hammer. So it's like, who opened the door? Or, you know, was it the perpetrator? He opened the door and said, oh, you guys can come in, and I, I got to get back to bashing his head in? Or is it Paul saying, oh, let me open the door and then get back on the ground, laying on the ground, and have you, you know, it just... Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the whole story's a little confusing. But I'm a little concerned about our national security. I mean, Nancy Pelosi's number three, basically, as far as leadership in our nation. And here we have a man uh, without pants getting into her home in San Francisco. And although her security detail was with her in Washington, D.C., um, he, he didn't seem to have, I mean, you'd think there would have been film or... They had cameras all over that house, especially after private some guy Private security was on the, or you know. something. Yeah, yeah, they, they add they Alarms, add you know? <laughs> and it's a service that they have, so it should have triggered a police response, just somebody breaking in. Yeah. And, and yet... Where the film? Where's the tapes? Well, they said it was a wellness call. They went to go, you can do a wellness check. If someone calls and says, I just want to go check on him, make sure he's okay. Yeah. So it wasn't even the alarm that set off. It was a wellness call. That, exactly. So it's someone just, uh, heard them arguing. I, I, you don't even, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. And then, and then uh, what was it? Uh, Hillary Clinton, she she started to capitalize off this thing. Oh, it's a right wing extremist right. attacking. Totally. And then what, Elon, Elon Musk uh, rebutted her Twitter uh, statement and said, perhaps the story has a little bit more than Misi. Right. There's a little more <laughs> going on than yes. we're being told. Well, now, now yeah. speaking of Elon Musk, that's the big news of the day. Like, I mean, there's so much to go that's positive about Elon Musk now being the sole director of Twitter, firing the entire board. Now, I mean, I love the quote that you had, Chris. Was who was the? Oh, it was Cat Turd had the quote that said, oh, yeah. "Thank you for all you liberals who bought Teslas so that Elon Musk could have enough money to buy Twitter." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Cat Turd, he's always funny. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah um, he he fired the top execs and he saved himself. By firing them, he saved himself about $122 million. They were expecting this big golden parachute. Right. And there's a clause in their contract that, you know, right now the contract says if you are, um, if you stop working before your, your end of your contract, you get this golden parachute. Right. However, the clause is if you get fired for doing something wrong, so as soon as he, I think the first thing he did was saying, hey, look, you, you uh, shadow banned, you uh, censored, mm -hmm. you, you did, lied, uh, you lied to the SEC or the SEC. Um, and so he got them on that and just said, you're all fired. And so they, they don't get the... Uh, that parachute. Now they're probably going to try to sue for it, mm -hmm. but uh, I mean, they got a lot of money at stake. But I don't know. I'm starting to like Elon Musk more and more. You know, yeah. I wasn't sure, and I'm, not, I'm still not sure exactly. I'm still where not he sure. I mean, he dresses no. like Baffa, half a mat at well, during Halloween. 
Oh yes, he he is he's, definitely. He's uh, he loves being women. the gray hat. Is he black hat? Is he yeah. white hat? No, he likes to play both sides. And uh, I mean, just remember who's also financing Tesla. I mean, a lot of the same same money that that uh, the people that were in Twitter are also financing. Tesla, but yeah. uh, one of the things that concerned me was um, that Twitter did, they did find out that uh, they, along with Facebook and uh, BitChute and uh, some, other, uh, some other platforms, had a um, public-private partnership with the government, mainly the, um, the Homeland Security, they would meet monthly wow. uh, and discuss... Se- um, censorship and wow. who they should be censoring. It was a monthly meeting and uh, they, they had a close collaboration with the DHS and it just uh, very disturbing to know that that kind of thing is going on. He, he did um, he tweeted out um, Vieja Gade, I believe is how you say it um, who was uh, part of his, his executive team and that uh, she was she was part of the plans at Twitter with meeting with DHS, wow. and that uh, she knew that that was an important private uh, public partnership that they really valued. Well, okay, public private partnership. Let's talk about that for a second. So the government colluded with the largest communication tool to censor Americans. That's called fascism. Okay. Yeah where the government circumvents the Constitution and uses private organization to exert its will over the people. That's fascism at its core. Yeah. You know who else was in that, those meetings was uh, J.P. Morgan. Wow. And what that means is that there's going to be a fiscal, financial, probably debanking, not just censoring information, but there could be possible uh, debanking coming uh, down as part of the the strategy of uh, how to control how to control the public. Wow, that's okay. That's huge. So yeah, now we got what three calls coming yeah, in? Yeah, looks like we got a bunch Apparently of callers we're talking so about stuff that people with, care about. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm going to start with uh, the first one, which is Steve from Santa Cruz. Steve, you're on the air. Welcome, Steve. Can hey you guys, hear us? Uh, can you hear me? Okay. Yep, sounding good. Okay, if you love the heritage trees downtown where the farmers market is and you'd love to see them stay there, vote yes on O coming up November 8th. Um, if, you vote, if you vote otherwise, next time you go to the farmer's market, you're gonna see a bulldozed lot where they're gonna, attention is to build an eight-story parking garage. Oh, man. And they're tacking on some other stuff to make it more palatable, but if you've been down to the end of Pacific Avenue and see that giant monstrosity, um, that enormous, enormous uh, seven or eight story building down there. That's kind of what they intend to put up mm. downtown. Mm. More of the so same. My argument, Big box my, stores. Huh? Yeah, my my argument is um, if Santa Cruz is going to go high rise, then we need open space more than ever. We need to maintain and keep those open space, those beautiful trees down there, and we need to keep our existing library and preserve that because they want to bulldoze that. Um, so, if you like the trees, you like the farmer's market, and you want to keep the existing library, vote yes on O. Yes on O. Okay, okay. yeah. The well, pave paradise and put up a parking lot is what they want to do. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Steve. Yeah, I, you know, I think uh, what Steve's saying is, is you know, do you want to keep the soul of the city? You know, it, it's changing a lot, especially with the big money over in the Bay Area. Right. It's kind of buying things up. And, you know, an eight-story uh, parking garage does not m- match a surfing community. It seems to me no. it's going to be, like, full of uh, big box stores, you know. It's and we already got a couple un- not fully used parking garages down there, actually. If you look at them, they're not always, always yeah. packed. So. I don't even go downtown, to be honest. Yeah. But anyway, okay, hey, we got Steve. another caller. But let's, uh, while we've got it, uh, let's go with the next one. Richard from Watsonville. Welcome, Richard. Hey, Richard, yeah. you're on the air. Yeah, I think those uh, big skyscrapers downtown are going to be full of uh, apartments, aren't they? Low-income housing? Might be. Might. I don't think they're going to be stores. Well, it's right down where there were stores. It's got to have some. It might be the first uh, Yeah, the, it was the down where the story. Taco Bell was at. Yeah. It's yeah, those, 
You That's going to be housing, man. Housing yeah, only? The, do you know how Santana Row is where the, the, um, the commercial's underneath and then the housing's yeah. on top? Yeah, I yeah. think that's what they're proposing. Yeah, that's exactly what it is throughout this all of China. This is on the first floor and then everything else, you know, the apartments on the top floor. But uh, I called about the diesel. And mm. uh, when you have a barrel of oil and you put it in that refinery... The first thing to come out, once they start refining that oil, the first thing to come out is diesel. Yes. That's why diesel was always so cheap. And now it's more expensive than gasoline. They started that when they took out the uh, unleaded out of the gasoline, and then they jacked the prices of the diesel up. And uh, I don't know what kind of game these people are really trying to play unless they really just want to get everything electric overnight. Do I you, think they wish they had that. Do you think then that they are uh, purposely, I mean, jacking up the price of diesel? If, that, if it's easier to make diesel than it is to make unleaded gas, then there's actually some sort of monkey business going on? Well, you know that because diesel was here yeah. before gas. Diesel yeah. came out the same time electric cars came out. Hmm. The first winners, the first four winners, the four uh, years of the first uh, Indy 500 was won by diesels. And the first one won it by 20 laps. Wow. Wow. So, you know, I mean, uh, what they're doing here, they, they should just come out and really be honest with the people. And, you know, if you're going to move any heavy stuff around, you are going to need diesel, I believe. I like diesel. I had two cars I converted to diesel. I pulled I, out the I have a diesel now. Burns pretty state. clean, too. Oh, yes. mine don't. They stink. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> Old, you know. But well, hey. they have no spark plugs. They have no wires. They have no distributors. Timing's not a problem. It's uh, it's pretty much a real true internal uh, combustion engine. The diesel is, but at the same time, like you say, it is, it is dirty. And, uh, you know, trains run on diesel. I, I can't see an electric train. These uh, buses that they have here that are electric, I wonder how many times they can make the trip back to Santa Cruz to Watsonville and back without having to charge the bus. Yeah, and talking about supply lines, all those trucks, you know, that's obviously part of the problem with the diesel. We know that um, one of the, the, the goals of the new Green Deal is to not have any gasoline new cars in California after 2035. And we know that America now has more untapped oil than any other country on the planet wow. under our terra firma. And even the term fossil fuel makes it it's so deceptive. Like, oh, there's only so much there. I mean, if, if we do it right and we're smart people, we've got plenty of um, carbon fuel underneath our our ground. Yeah, absolutely. Hundreds of years is what I've been told. Hey, thank you, Richard, for yeah, that call. Good I just point, disconnected because I got the next one. Uh, the last call here, and it is T. T from Monterey. T, welcome. Yeah, thank you. Um, I was uh, some, or actually very suspicious about the Paul Pelosi incident um, as I was seeing more and more details of that come out. Um, and it just does not make sense to me that he would be in that house all by himself. There wouldn't be an alarm that was set. They don't, I would have figured someone like that, they'd have at least like some kind of a staff member, you know, like a uh, personal assistant or, uh, you know, maid, butler, if not just downright security. That, that really was uh, surprising. Now, a couple things you mentioned that I've, I've heard as well. Uh, the broken glass, um, from my understanding, um, a lot of times when you break a window, there might potentially be glass that falls in the direction you're breaking it from. So it I don't know if there's, yeah, I don't know if that's an evidence of uh, the window being broken from the inside. And that would be a pretty rookie move if, you know, they were trying to do that to, uh, you know, pr pr uh, uh, produce evidence that, you know, this was a break-in. The other thing of him referring to the, uh, um, the guy as a friend, um, what I'd like to hear, I'd like to hear the actual recording of whoever it was that called the police, and then you'd have a better idea, because all we heard that audio was from the dispatcher trying to you know, make sense of what to say and so forth. And, and it's quite possible he referred to him as a friend because, you know, he was under duress and didn't want to uh, 
um, you know, aggravate him or whatever. But um, supposedly he, and I, I don't know the details, but I'm hearing bits and pieces. Supposedly he had made the call when he was in the bathroom, but, you know, why didn't he just lock the door? Mm. But the, um, the other thing, too, is that... Uh, the police will have uh, will have had, had body cameras that would have recorded the situation, That's and right. I definitely I doubt they're going to release that. They did finally release the body camera, or not the body camera, but the uh, the the DUI um, arrest footage of um, of Pelosi, and that was interesting to watch. Um, but I'd like to see, even if it's just a still shot of of the two of Pelosi and the attacker, not I'm sure they wouldn't want to have the release and I can understand that uh, the, the scene where the hammer it does the impacting but if they can just take a still shot I want to see was one or perhaps both of them in their underwear uh, you know where did this whole thing come from that that uh, the, the uh, um, assailant was in their underwear because I've also heard that both of them were potentially in their underwear yeah Fox News had, re had uh, responded with that and uh, they retracted it a day later. Now, it could be because it wasn't true, or it could be that you know the, one of the most powerful women in the whole country. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, look what look what happens when you go to the Capitol for 15, 20 minutes and you get a six year sentence, and you were just yeah. taking uh, selfies, and uh, you know, so there's a lot of power with that lady. So I, I don't know if you want to double cross as an officer and just say, hey, this is the truth, and you know, but, you know, Paul, uh, I think when he got pulled over with that. DUI. I think he was with somebody else. That's what I, s I heard as well. Yeah. Well, yes, that's that's a good point. A friend of mine brought that up as well. It'd be. I just texted back and said, "Wouldn't it be a kick in the pants if it was this uh, David uh, the Pape that was in the car with uh, <laughs> <laughs> with Paul Pelosi?" Uh, but the other thing, I mean, now I'm kind of going out on a limb a little bit, but the other thing I found interesting was the uh, the timing of this. This happened right around 2.30 a.m. in the, you know, in the morning. You know, coincidentally is, you know, around the time it would be if, uh, when the bars had, you know, started to close down and, uh, you know, so I, there was, I did read the article that um, Elon Musk um, provided the link to. It's a um, Santa Monica Observer. Um, and they were, that, they were trying to say in that article that the, you know, Pelosi and this guy were coming back from a bar. So, I, you know, I don't want to say that's what happened at all, but the time of 2.30 in the morning would tie in with that. Yeah, um, I have my thoughts. I don't say everything. We're, we try to be careful about what we actually yeah. think is true and, and validated. So that one... I, I held back as well. I, I did hear those things that, uh, I mean, the guy did have, you know, he did have a pride flag. He is, the, he is a nudist, and he has been known for marching with just like maybe a finger puppet wearing, you know, on his genitals and, and down the middle of the street. So this is one of those uh, really left-leaning uh, nudist guys. Very so, free. Uh, Very free. And also, yeah. also suppose, allegedly he had uh, been uh, arrested for, prostitution um, again that's something I'd, I'd like I mean all this stuff there's going to be facts associated with this if that was the case you know his arrest record is going to be you know available or produced in the trial situation yeah, possibly, um, but if there's a plea bargain, there may not be a mm, trial. Right, yeah. And the other thing that's interesting is the city PD is not investigating. It's gone into federal investigators, which things might get lost or uh, taken care of uh, outside of uh, our, our visual ability to figure out what's going on. Uh, yeah, what, I didn't reference the FBI is, mm -hmm. uh, I guess, involved now, which I guess since it's a person that's Congress, I guess that could be, but it does seem like it's a little. It's, it didn't. It's not it nothing about crossing state lines or anything like that. Um, that I'm aware of, and other than this guy is a real alien from from uh, Canada. Um, now, well, but, one yeah. thing we can all agree on is it smells a little fishy. A little fishy, absolutely. Yeah, and so the the big big things I would want to find out is was Pelosi truly there in the house all by himself? Um, and why would he open the door or, well, no, actually he wouldn't have opened the door. I guess the, supposedly the guy, if the guy broke in, um, but, um, why wasn't there an alarm that went off? Why wasn't there anyone else there? It was like, all good questions, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
They're for thinking people. Yeah. Thinking people ask questions, especially if they hear a contradiction. Non-thinking people say, oh, what did CNN say? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so. What's the official story? Okay, now I'll just believe the official story. Yeah. That's bad <laughs> right-wing. And, and then also I did see something that uh, there were some, a couple of websites that uh, apparently had, were, were attributed to him uh, putting very right-wing uh you know, babble or what have you, and those um, yep created on Friday, taken down, and they were yeah, on Friday, and they were deleted on Monday. So they there was an attempt to say, hey, maybe we'll go with this story, and apparently mm -hmm. they didn't, didn't go with that story anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I say if anything else, it does seem very suspicious that there is um, an act of you know, if not full cover up, to suppress information and to try to paint the. Uh, uh, paint this guy a picture differently from where I think he is in reality. Yep. Well, man, thanks so much for calling, T. Great yep. questions. Those are questions I have, too. Let's keep our uh, keep our thinking caps on and uh, keep paying attention because that's what the waking the bear up is all about. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> thanks a lot. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Oh, awesome. Good callers, all three of them. Yeah, really good. You've got a great audience, so I appreciate that. Well, I, there's a big thing that happened, uh, what, the day, uh, day ago? Um, the, yesterday. Yes, yep. Yesterday. So Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrecht, who we have talked about multiple times yeah. on this show, um, true the vote, um, they were arrested for not divulging one of their sources to a federal judge um, because they're investigating voter fraud. Didn't they take down, uh, starts with a K. Connage. Uh, yeah, Connage, yes. yeah, they took down Connage. That guy was arrested. So there's an ongoing investigation going on, but there's a there's obviously a need to withhold information about where they got their information from because they're journalists, right? right. And there it's it's been that where they've given up information before, and then the person got visited by the FBI and harassed by the FBI. Yeah. So let's just review that because Greg Phillips and Catherine. Uh, Engelbrecht, they were they were part of Dinesh's 2000 Mule film, which talked about the uh, election fraud and the the pings on the cell phone. They brought up the ping information on the cell phones right. uh, that tracked um, the mules that came to the drop boxes, and these are the same ones that uh, just got arrested. And it was a private. It was a civil court uh, case. It was not a criminal court case. So they were getting uh, basically sued by Connich, uh, Eugene Yu for defamation of character and for, uh, he was saying what they were saying wasn't right. But he, in the meantime, so he, he put this case out. In the meantime, he got arrested in LA for having done what they actually said he had done. Wow. And so yeah. he was, um, he is uh, out on bail right now, I believe, or under house arrest, but he did have um, the information of the, the uh, poll chief uh, software that mm -hmm. is for election workers in LA, and they did find that the information of the private workers was in a, on a server in China. China. And so LA uh, arrested him, the um, LA um, County arrested him. And in the meantime, um, Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrecht just thought that it really was gonna be a no brainer that uh, the judge could talk with the LA, the, the LA case worker. And he said, nope, we're not doing it that way. You're withholding information. I have the highest security in the nation. I, I have clearance. And if you're not going to give us your um, informant, your FBI informant, and they were concerned that he might, um, the informant would be in danger of his life. life yeah. um, so they refused. Disappear. But the judge said, well, you're going to sit in jail until you give it. I wonder if they have as many days as the person that leaked the story about the Supreme Court, you know, with the overturn of Roe v. Wade. Yeah. Um, well, we, that's right. They didn't do anything with, that, with that person. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, they didn't even ask. They didn't even want to know. Right. I forgot. Seems like a two-tier justice system. Yeah, that's the thing really I think sad. we're really trying to point out is this two-tier justice system is going on in, in, in America and in California. Yeah, and um, there was some updates. Uh, Greg Phillips is, uh, he's in a detention, holding undisclosed detention center in uh, Texas because that's where the uh, the case was being um, heard. 
And uh, the marshals that actually arrested him are, have been very kind to him. Of course, he's now under, um, under arrest in the, the holding facility. But he has a commissary card and, and uh, he is in pretty good spirits. But obviously, this is, this is not a good time to be under arrest when you are, have a, a, um, a company <laughs> called True the Vote True who the is vote. trying to mine the election yeah. and to take the... So they do have some people minding the shop and keeping, uh, keeping tabs on how they're doing. Well, and that's one of the reasons why they did the pit, right? Remember, we talked about this. They did the pit. Yeah. They said, listen, we, we can't hold on to the information we have. We've got to give it to as many people as possible so that if something happens to us, this investigation continues to go forward of this election fraud. Yeah, they so saw the handwriting on the wall. They there. saw the handwriting on the wall, and then they so they got that information out. So, and of course, the chief of operations, other people are still monitoring the coming election. And I, I'm just you know, there's so much need right now to pray mm -hmm. um, against darkness, to pray against wickedness in high places, mm -hmm. to ask God to expose the darkness, to ask. Um, ask God to send forth angels to protect people that we love and guys like you know, the, I don't know these guys but uh, Greg and Catherine seem like some solid upstanding individuals who really yeah. care about our country and about the constitution and they're, they're, they're fighting for safe and free and fair elections yeah. I mean who wouldn't want to defend them yeah. you know it's at stake all over the world I mean Brazil this week what was it today or yesterday yesterday, yesterday. Was, uh, yeah. you know Bolsonaro yeah, lost Bolsonaro got lost and he had the crowds behind him I mean a <sighs> ton of crowds they had 17 million new voters and almost every one of them went to the, the opposition uh, Lula yeah no yeah because they were winning and then all of a sudden at the end all the new votes came in they're all for one person yeah which is the same type of situation that happened in 2020 yeah, and they have taken to the streets in Brazil. So they have they have closed the highways. Even the police are joining them. Um, it sa sounds like the majority of provinces in that country have, been, have voted for him, and uh, they they are very upset. He did make an interesting statement. He said that he had the military behind him, and there was an inference that perhaps the military was going to cause a an audit to this election. Yeah, nice. So we, we just want to pray that mm -hmm. there's no violence in that country, that uh, that this is not a color revolution mm -hmm. that is being brought and uh, being um, basically showed a show being done. So we, we want the, the people to be able to choose who their leaders are really in, in Brazil and that the, the, um, the drug cartels do not take control of that country. Also, Israel uh, had a had a, an election today, uh, so we're still waiting to find out the results on that. And of course, we've got ours on next Tuesday. When we're on the air next right. time, the polls will be closing at eight o'clock. So in about one week exactly, uh, we should. If you don't have your vote in by eight o'clock on Tuesday, it's too late. So make sure you get out there. And you vote. You vote, serve, and pray. That's our strategy. I just wanted to say really quickly, there are some judges on the, the um, ballot. And uh, there are four Supreme Court judges. Um, and if you don't know how, um, it, do a little bit of research. But the four Supreme Court judges are Newsom appointees. Wow. And as far as who I'm, I'm voting, going to not uh, vote for them. And the appellate judges, which the court of appeal, happen to be Trump appointees, and I am going to support those three appellate judges. But wow. uh, uh, we want to suggest that you do your research. Um, not inf much information is on the ballot about those, but those are important appointments that the voters get to speak on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just want to encourage you guys to vote for people that love this country, that love the Constitution, they believe in the will of the people, vote for people that are for life, for family, for the values that made this nation great. Um, we need to return back to the values that made this nation great. That's, that's, I mean, we're the most prosperous, most wealthy, most powerful nation in the world. And the Constitution of the United States, I find, I put that right below the Bible. <laughs> you got the Bible, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution of the United States, right? Like those are like those documents. We need people that are going to be strictly constitutional, both the judges and the people who are going into the, they realize that they are servants. They're not leaders. They're not our rulers. They're not our leaders. They're our servants. They're the serving the will of the people. 
Yeah, well, you put that the Constitution below, just below the Bible because we are a country that was birthed by the hand of God. That's right. And it was not just for our own personal blessing, just for our own personal freedom. God has, has a plan for our nation, and it's to represent Christ around the world. And how we started with this nation in prayer is how we need to move on. And so just keep appealing to heaven and uh, ask God to protect and care for this country and to save this country. Yeah, you got that, that flag outside your house, the appeal to heaven flag, right? That's the, the one with the pine tree rebellion on it? That's right. <laughs> yeah, it was the original battle flag in the Revolutionary War. It was, it was before any other flag. It was the first flag in the early days of the Revolution. And so um, as we... We're birthed in prayer. We want to continue in prayer. So let it be said of our generation mm. that when a nation is teetering on the edge of destruction, and we are in some pretty dire straits right now, that mm. uh, we follow the divine call. Mm. You know, we are listening to, the, to God, and he is listening to us, and that we have a relationship with our God and our King. Yeah, you know, if there's anybody that's doubting prayer, the power of prayer, or just don't know how God could possibly do stuff. I mean, I, I look at even the thing with Paul Pelosi, you know. I mean, a lot of this stuff is brought on themselves. It, it may not be an attacker attacking him. It may be that he let, and it was exposed. Right. And so sometimes people are their own worst enemies, and he just allows that to, to play out, and it exposes themselves. So if you think uh, God's going to come in the clouds and just wipe people out with lightning bolts, probably not going to be no. that way. It's probably going to be something like, I'm just going to allow them to bury themselves. Yeah. You know, I'll give you enough rope. You have so much pride, you're going to... And so that could be an act of God. So just continue to pray. Pray for our leaders, uh, but pray that uh, truth would happen, that they would repent and turn if they need to, and those that are following God's ways, that they would continue and stand strong. Uh, But be in prayer and vote. That You know, prayer without action is, you know, as James said, right? Um, Faith Faith without works works is is dead. dead. And so uh, we have to do works with it. And it works not for salvation, but works with our faith. If you believe something, act upon it. Take that, go down there, and it, you know, hopefully you're registered. Just yeah. do it. Yeah, we want to, part of waking the church up, waking the bear up, is waking you up to use your voice, to use your vote. Don't sit on the sidelines and complain about how the world is going to hell in a handbasket if you're not getting involved and actually doing something. Now, granted, if you're starting to feel grumpy because think the world is going to hell in a handbasket, <laughs> great. But actually turn that into a prayer and turn that into action and turn that into voting. And this is how, you know, when good people do nothing, that's when evil triumphs. But when the righteous stand up and say, not on my watch, not while I'm the dad of this house, not while I live in this city, not while I'm, you know, not my family, not my neighborhood, not my city, I'm going to fight. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to use my voice. I'm going to use my vote and I'm not going to shrink back. That is the spirit that founded this nation and that's what's going to keep it free. Yeah, and during this election, we've got a lot of local, a lot of local candidates who have stood up. They they are um, bravely putting their name forward. So get out and um, support your local candidates that are are working towards the good of our our region and our city and our county. Yep. God bless you. God bless. Go out and vote. This AM 1340, KOMY, La Selva Beach, Watsonville, Santa Cruz. A service of ZBS.